On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. The 1987 film marks our first venture into the cinematic world of Jim Wynorski. Cinema Cavalcade. I'm Brandon, and as always with me is your all-knowing Oracle and co-hoster, Cullen. What up, y'all? Cult Cinema Cavalcade is a bi-weekly movie podcast that finds Cullen and myself discussing a film from cinema's past, considered, but not limited, to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, every episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language, you twat. This episode features the discussion of the 1987 sequel, Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Cullen, tell them about it. Princess Evie of Jafar is disposed by the evil sorcerer-slash-swordsman Jarek and his voluptuous and very dangerous ally, Satana. Posing as Rena the Seer, Princess Evie enlists the aid of the renowned hero Deathstalker. Together, they battle the forces of evil including a clone of Eevee created by Jarek, to win back Eevee's kingdom. Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans, is directed by Jim Wynorski, written by Neil Ruttenberg on a story by Jim Wynorski, and stars John Terleski, Mohonique Gabrielle, John Lazar, Tony Naples, and Maria Sokas. Thank you for streaming in to Deathstalk with us once more. As we said at the top of our episodes, come out every other Monday... And during that wait, you're more than welcome to follow us on Twitter, which, Cullen, is... CC Cavalcade. You can like us on... Facebook. Or do that old person thing and email us. That would be a mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com, which means we have a website. We cultcinemacavalcade.com. Super easy to get to. You've got a keyboard... You've got some kind of damn audio listening device. That's how you're listening to it now. Get on it. Our, our website's been going through a little changes here and there, trying some tinkering and stuff out, but uh, we assure you it's for the best, and cool things are going to wind up popping up on there. Just like a man who knows he's way out of his league with a woman, mm-hmm. we're trying to please you. That is the many ways you can locate Secundus. <laughs> If you don't want to run as fast as you can away from an RV, that's how you can do it. Speed of, I want to hop right into Deathstalker 2. The next movie is a good one. Through the years, whenever I was sad or needed inspiration, I would watch this movie and everything would be okay. Just look. It's Deathstalker 2 on USA Up all night. Our first, like, sequel episode to one of our previous episodes. That's correct. Can we talk about Jim Wynorski now? Can we do yeah, that? Yeah, let's open up with Jim Wynorski because, I mean, we, we threw him up at the top, build this on him. Uh, he's someone we're probably going to revisit in Call of Cavalcade. Yeah, when I saw that name, I thought to myself, like, I know that name. I don't know why, but it just it struck in my head. What's Jim been up to? What what else has he done, Brandon? Well, one of my favorites is Chopping Mall. I am a big fan of that movie. You know, the the movie with uh, teens get it honeyed down by killer robots in a mall that are supposed to be security robots. Jim Wynorski is all over the map. He has 101 directorial credits to his name, according to IMDb, but he's got aliases. He, he, <laughs> he, he does... Uh, he does quite a thing. He does like cheesy horror movies, and he does basically what we call back in the day Cinemax movies or the Skinemax variety, mm. working with the likes of people like Shannon Tweed. But he would go with some of those. He would do as you know different names. So he's not always Jim Wynorski. He's been known as Arch Stanton, Tom Papatopoulos, Jay Andrews, 
Bob E. Brown, Harold Blueberry, H.R. Blueberry, (laughs) Jamie Wagner, Bob Robertson, Salvador Ross. Oh, my God. Andrew James, J.R. Mandish, Rob Robertson, Sam Pepperman. Yeah, is he is he running from the law? Why does he have so many aliases? Right, yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, he does. He's got you know nine seven six evil two. You know, return a swamp thing. But then he's also doing body chemistry for the Bear Winch project, like all the Bear Winch projects, mm-hmm. from Bear Winch Project Two Scared Topless to Bear Winch Project Three Nymphs of Mystery Mountain and Bear Winch Projects Uncensored. Uncensored, because all yeah. the other ones were censored. Yeah. Sure. And stuff like, you know, Komodo versus Cobra for, like, TV movies. But then he goes, you know, Busty Cops, Witches of Breastwick, uh, The Breastford Wives, <laughs> House on Hooter Hill. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I have to watch House on Hooter Hill. He looks like he's got a, a, a Cloverfield parody called Cleavage Field. Of course he does. But, I mean, yeah, he, he's... Uh, I, I, I have not... I have not seen all of his films, but I, I can tell you this: Bear Winch Project, top notch. Top notch. Yeah, with must, I, I mean, must I, see. I, I I have a weird relationship with with uh, Winorski, where it's like I'm either a big fan of his or I don't get it. Like there's there's movies of his I'm like yeah, Winorski's he's good at you know he's a great B movie director, and then I watch some and I'm like just bored to tears. Like, I recently mm-hmm. did one of his most recent films. He did the Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre, and I had to I had to review that for Why So Blue. Ugh. So the, the name sounds like a mess to begin with. Yeah, and it was a TV movie, so why are you going to put a title like that with a TV movie? So there wasn't even any boobs in it, right? And that, that that's where he thrives. They were covered. Uh, but then, like... Jim you know, Wynorski loves titties. That's what we can right. assume from all the movies that he's made. But then we get Chopping Mall, we get Today's Movie, you get, you know, silly things, Ghoulies 4, and, you know, you can get on board with him getting it. I, I recently watched his old one, Sorceress, with uh, Linda Blair, Julie Strain, and maybe I'll give that one another shot, but I just wasn't feeling it. Like I said, he loves titties. Those two women? Come on. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's just, it's a, it's a back and forth so it's, it's really interesting with him he's not he's there and he's not yeah but i i think this one well we'll, we'll see if he's there or not with this one we'll with the death stalker 2 death stalker 2 coming in 1987 you know i guess death stalker 1 hit it big with people maybe or just let's just milk this thing while we have the sets and stuff the the first one was profitable enough that's the roger corman way he's coming right off a chopping mall so I guess he had success yeah. with that, and, and like when you, when you said that he had uh, some of the sets were still around, like some of the sets were used from the first one, right? That and stock footage from the, what, what shots from the first one now are used as stock footage because when we open this movie, we're on the castle from the last movie, the exterior. Uh huh. Yeah, which uh, it's like the exact same shots. If that castle was used in movies other than Death Stalker that Corman was making. I wouldn't be surprised either. Like any kind of medieval or horror, vague... like gothic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Well, what's so great about it is they're not even using just the same shot. They're just pulling out a direct piece of the movie and putting it in this one with the effects and everything. We'll go. We'll point these out as we go through it. I mean, I picked up on a bunch of them. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, we we do start at that castle and we go right inside and our our brand new. Deathstalker, played by uh, John Trelesky, is... Who uh, looks nothing like the other Deathstalker. No. I mean, he's, he's a white male. That's it. He's a guy who, you know, he goes to the gym a couple times a week. He's he's well put together, he's well sure. well put together, but he's not huge, and he's not personality, like, nothing. He doesn't... Well, first of all, he he, he has a personality. Oh, the yes. first death, The first Deathstalker didn't. Personality was in his muscles and his dick. That was it. Yeah, this guy's a, he's a normal dude in comparison. And, you know, it's funny. He reminded me a lot of Bruce Campbell. He, like he's Bruce a... Campbell and John Tesh love child. <laughs> he's got a toned down chin for, from right. those I, two. I, but more yeah. so in, like, his performance. Like, this is a Ashley Williams sh- schmuck. 
Yeah. He, 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 he's a bit of a rogue, a bit, a bit of a scoundrel. He'd be an excellent D&D character, you know? Yeah. He's looking for a piece of treasure to start this out. He's with this woman, and he kisses her out of the movie. And... Uh, <laughs> he's done with her, or she's done with him. Who's right. to say? And he's attacked by, like, medieval Alibaba ninjas? Yeah. Swords? I... But they have a. We start with a, a sword fight right away. Yeah, these are like level one bad guys in a video game. They're nondescript. They're just guys with swords. Through the fighting, we do get a dick stab. Yes, we so do get a like, dick stab. Ding! That's a Cullen <laughs> Plus right there. <laughs> yeah. Any any time that the, there's there's graphic crotch violence, I'm not saying the movie's going to be good. I'm just saying. I'm paying attention. To our listeners, we're sorry it's been a while since we had a dick stab in a movie. <laughs> we hope we did you But right. we're back. Uh, a woman walks in. It's Sultana, we find out later. And as soon as she so, enters... It's like, you, she's you like, said sultry, right, I guess? Sul- Sultana, and like you just know she's like some sort of sorceress or something. Just the way they dress her. And well, yeah, she's got like smoky eyes and brown curly hair and like a cape or something and of course uh no shirt i mean she's wearing like a like a top or bikini top or whatever yeah but you know but it's like but I think it's underwear a with a cape yeah it's, that's exactly what it is Deathstalker evades her by jumping out a window and escaping on horseback to which we go back to sultana and we have maybe the greatest title drop in the history of title drops I'll have my revenge, and Deathstalker too. I know, I loved it. Like, I screamed. I was so happy. I could not believe that, because that, like, that's that ridiculous ha- line, and then flames. Flames <laughs> awesome. and Deathstalker. I'm like, wow, you got a sequel with a number in it as a title. Like, that's... <laughs> I know. Amazing. This should, be, I, this should have been called Deathstalker 2. Get ready, motherfuckers. I mean, I would have taken Deathstalker, T-O-O as the title of the film. <laughs> well, that's before movies started being clever, Brandon. Right. They don't do... <laughs> hey, they were clever right here with this. So. That, was, that was before they started putting uh, the number of the sequel within the lettering of the right. title. The opening credits is just, you know, fire, but we get like a more 80s sounding upbeat rendition of the score it's a little more synthier and this is the first of i don't know 20 times we hear this I song think it's, it's the only thing they got they revisited like one like the the thing like one time because that wasn't a lot in in the first one but yeah this song is in this movie a lot but this movie is very tongue-in-cheek and it is aware that it uses this song a lot. Yeah. After the credits, we open up on a woman, Evie, being dragged out of town by some guards, and she's she's a seer, and she apparently gave a prophecy to the king that he didn't like, which we find out was that his wife was pregnant, but not by him. Not her fault. They then all of a sudden decide just like let's slap her around, and yeah, uh, Deathstalker shows up and says. Ordinarily, I don't mind seeing a woman get a good beating if she deserves it. Yeah. But this doesn't look like much of a contest to me. That's how we're introduced yes. to our hero. I mean, it's not the first time we see him, but I don't know. That's a pretty big line. Like, it's, oh, no. It's kind of our first moment with, ah, this is just me being me. But also, like, I was just so, like, optimistic. Like, okay, it's a different movie. Maybe women won't be as objectified in this movie. And then that line, like, oh, no, Deathstalker. Oh no! I mean, at least he's not. At least he's not calling her his horse. Right. So that's good. Uh, he then he grabs a shovel and just beats the crap out of these guys and just eh, walks into a tavern. Where we get our next piece of reused footage. Yes, inside we, people are having fun and stock uh, like footage of the pig orc guy from the last movie plays like. Yeah, it, it, and it's not just the same footage of like that that the the the, the Gamorian guard looking dude. It's a it's the very very uh, specific part where he picks up the pig's head and looks at it and then eats it. And I don't mean looks at it. I mean he looks at it like, what am I about to do here, folks? It's the exact same yeah, they piece really, filmed from the first one. Yeah, they really want us to watch that because 
it's not like they're just trying to like pad the population there of like weird people and stuff and they didn't have the money for a costume person mm-hmm. they're just kind of like quickly showing us this or something they are focusing on that scene like hey you laughed the first time <sighs> and this movie is more quippy so good news and the uh, and it's pretty clear that you can tell when the stuff from the first movie is being used because it's it's darker I don't mean like edgy. I mean like the lighting is darker mm-hmm. and there's like more people. And then the new footage looks like it's from a really, really good local play. Yeah, yeah. The the new stuff is all looks like it's on like a, a soundstage or something. It looks like a local, like the public access Death Stalker or PBS presents Death Stalker, yeah. BBC Death Stalker, something like that. It just doesn't... Yeah, it's just, it's just, and it's like, it's blasted with light. Yeah. You know, everything is lit pretty, pretty flatly. Going, yeah, like you said, more theatrical quality than cinematic. Mm-hmm. Death Stalker, he's busy hooking up with two girls, uh, and then Evie walks in and tells, asks Death Stalker to help her with a matter of life and death, but he says he one rescue a day, but then a guard smacks her, and that's enough for Death Stalker to start a bar fight. Yeah, why, why was, why is everyone fighting? Why don't they just watch the two of them fight? Have you seen Roadhouse, man? They well, I all understand. Just one fight and everybody starts getting in. Well, I understand Roadhouse. That's a bunch of jacked up hillbillies. But this, I don't know, because like they're still fighting. Like even after Deathstalker leaves uh, the tavern, they're still fighting. Like guys. Yeah. The guy, the thing you're supposed to be fighting has left. The, go, go get him, you idiot! Man, I'm mad at Jim Bob now. <laughs> he, he smashed a bottle on my head. I'm gonna punch his lights out. <laughs> Apparently, they're in Arkansas. I don't, I don't know where Deathstalker takes place. He spilled my mead. <laughs> my mutton chop was not. He took a bite out of it. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you until you say huzzah. I'm gonna prick you with my sword, Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> Evie helps Deathstalker escape through the back door, and they're off on horseback. Uh, and the guards, there's some guards that give chase. She introduces herself as Evie, and then Teddy tells her his name, and she's like, Deathstalker? Is, is that your first or your last name? There's so many quips in this movie. Like, we could do another episode, I think, just about the quips. Like, it's pretty I, witty. I watched it twice for this episode, and I. I didn't catch everything the first time through. There's stuff like, I mean, this one, you know, there's some there's some rewatch value to it. Yeah, th- there's one part where, uh, I mean, I'll skip ahead a little bit here, where they, they're going back into a castle and there's a guy that's chained up. She uh, says about this guy, oh, he died with a gag in his mouth. And Deathstalker says something like, it was like, oh, it's too bad he couldn't get it out. You know, like, and it took me a second, like, what the hell? Like, oh, you mean a joke? The guy had a joke in his mouth. Like that's that's kind of clever, Deathstalker. Yeah, like like there's just a constant like flow of jokes, and so it's, a lot of them like are like eye roller jokes, you know. Yeah. But, but they're not like like I hate you for making that. Like they don't feel like hack. They're they like, just feel like kind of like okay, that was kind of dumb, but it was fun, kind of dumb. It's like those you know puns where you're like, okay, that is pretty funny, but you know. <laughs> but it's it's a mixture of this movie. Knowing what, you know, telling the joke and then having poor qualities itself. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a, like, the, like, the, the, like, they're aware of how bad the joke is, and that's what makes it fun, I guess. Yeah. But then they're also overconfident, and they're, they're you know, they, they make their big joke, but then they step on the rake and it hits them in the face. You know, like you said, it's like Bruce Campbell. You know, it's like yeah. Ash. Yeah. They find a way to hide on the horses, and let the guards move past them, but then they're spotted. Uh, and Death Talker also tells <laughs> Evie that you know he robs the rich to give to himself, which he calls him like yes. a Robin Hood. He's the king of thieves, according to himself. Right. And then they they trudge away with the guards in pursuit, and apparently they make it away from them because we get stock footage of a tent of the tent from the last movie. <laughs> and they're inside having dinner, and Evie makes a dinner that uh, Death Talker fakes liking like it's good and then he just immediately spits it out spits it out she's like oh you want more he's like oh no 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 full full very full yeah yeah and and uh i like though when she says to him she's like i know i messed things up for you i'll make it up to you and he goes oh i'm listening 
<laughs> and then she's like, oh, she says she's going to give it sports. She's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, Deathstalker's a major poon hound. Oh, yeah. But but it's not like in the uh, the first Deathstalker where it was, you should be on trial for these things. It's just like, oh, it's just Deathstalker. That's what he does. That guy just likes to get laid. <laughs> he has a fortune given in... She tells him he's going to go on this quest, and a princess is calling to him for help, and only he can help. And she tells him of Jarek. This is bad. This is real bad. The princess is being imprisoned by Jarek. Who is keeping the princess hostage, and that he says he's a better swordsman than Deathstalker, and is baiting him. She says this is going to get up, get him up there with the legends, right up there with Conan. You can tell... She's not confident in what she's telling him, so you know she's kind of full of shit right here, right? Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like what kind of future prediction she can see when she's looking into like a crystal Epcot center ball. Which I, it's a doorknob. <laughs> that's what they use. That's the prop really? they use. It was a doorknob. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That is Roger Corman quality. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. Well, like you know, what's funny is I watched a video talking about Deathstalker two, and they were mentioned like I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you Monique Gabrielle gives a fantastic performance in this movie, but they were criticizing, tell, calling her such a horrible actress because of her delivery during this scene. And I'm like, it's not bad. She's making shit up. Like, the character's making shit up. And she yeah. goes on this and being, like, condescending and trying to sound confident but making shit up. Like, it's not bad acting. It's how it's supposed to be. It's no worse than at any other point in the movie. It's it's fine. It's fine. Like I'm like someone like I'm like, are you not getting the joke here or what's going on? But I just I thought that was like I say rude, yeah. but I'm like I don't think you get it. But uh, like you want to see bad acting? Watch the first Deathstalker. Yeah, Deathstalker's just like immediately down to go on this mission to Jafir, the town. He's like, yep, all right, let's go. And she's like, yeah. wait, 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 like, don't you want to wait? He's like, nope, let's go. Yeah, he was just told that was his future. It's like, all right, let's let's get out of here. I mean, I guess he, he probably just wanted to get away from her horrible, horrible food. Yes. So at a castle later on, we meet Jarek, who is sparring with and killing his guards one by one. And there's Evie is with him. But this is a made-up Evie. She's all, like, I, don't, I didn't know they had makeup back in those. And hairspray. And ha- hairspray. 80s hairspray. Her hair, yeah, her hair is huge. Yeah, this Evie is yeah, and she's also got huge nipple covers, cause she must have giant pepperoni nips. She is actually a clone of Evie, but if we find out that they can't kill Evie, cause if she dies, the other Evie dies, and the Jarek is trying to fix some formula he made so that they can kill Evie, and this Evie can take her spot. Yes. That's right. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess Jarek just wants to rule the land, and that's how he'll do it. He'll rule through her or something. But he doesn't seem to have like any interest in like marrying her or anything like that. He just, I don't know. That, that, that's likes, not really clear. Just likes cloning. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, she she leaves, and then Sultana shows up and propositions uh, to bring Evie back. If she can sell her score with Deathstalker, which we is the her score with Deathstalker because of the beginning of the movie, or the, it I, felt like she knew him before that. Yeah, because she knows his name. It's not like he, when he was stealing the jewel at the beginning of the movie. It's like, hey, remember Deathstalker took this from you? Yeah. Bye. And you should look upon this day and know that I, Deathstalker, have have the champion have taken over you. Blah. No. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he says he's got a guy on him already, and that she's got to work with him. But Deathstalker is hers, and this guy is Chin, right? Yes, it's Chin. Chin. He kind of looks like Mad Eye Moody. So Deathstalker and Evie, they stop on their journey to figure out which way to go, and we see that they're being spied on by the Eye Patch guy we saw earlier, who is Chin. And in a tavern, he meets with Sultana. And he lifts it. The funny thing is, she comes in and he's checking her out, and he lifts his eye patch to take a good look at her. <laughs> that was a nifty little joke. Uh, again, this this movie knows what it is. It does. He says he'll bring Deathstalker to her on a platter, and introduces his five goons that are helping him. And she's 
still pretty skeptical of him. And all of a sudden, it cuts. And he's like, okay, man, let him have it. And we're in the middle of the night with them shooting exploding arrows at Deathstalker and Evie in this, like, desert area. Like, just immediately. It's like, whoa, what? Yeah, th- that's kind of the... That's kind of the way this movie is. Like, it, it'll just like jump. Like, okay, this is the setup, and here's the payoff. Like, on like almost like there's nothing, you know. Uh, there's no like, journey between the two. Yeah, it was a movie that was like, hey, cut this down as fast as hell, so we can have as many like this play as many times during the day as possible at a theater. It, it, and they did. This movie is only an hour and seventeen minutes. Uh, Evie and Deathsucker, they ditch the horse, and the arrows begin. They stop. And Deathstalker takes some ninja stars and wanders off, and he stealthily starts killing these guys one by one. The last one he kills, he tells Evie, Come on, let's go find that horse and get the hell out of here. Oh, and uh, would you mind taking that knife out of that guy for me? It's the only one I got left. Well, what I like about about this series of uh, Deathstalker murdering all these guys is that each one is a little bit different. Like, the first one's just like, it's a, you know, it's, it's his throat, you know, whatever. And then like, he throws the throwing star, like, at the guy's head. Right. Like, sticks right in there. And he, he does something to, like, like a little person, and it explodes. I don't know what the heck he did to the guy. Yeah. Like, he knocked him down, and then he just exploded. Right. <laughs> and, like, he, and then, like, like, he, like, he breaks a guy's neck. This is break a guy's neck. He spins his head completely yes, around, yes. And, and, and right before he saves Evie, you know, it, it shows him, you know, standing like in silhouette or whatever. But and he's sharpening his sword. It's like, wait a minute, he has time to sharpen his sword <laughs> during all of this mayhem. Yeah, but Chin survives this, but he goes to report to Sultana by like this steamy puddle. I, I love it because like he just like he pulls out some coins, and like he just could not care less he's like oh that's enough he's using like a payphone, basically right. that's what yes. it looks like yeah because he he calls to jarek through this puddle and then jarek sticks his sword through it and it comes out it goes through his side and comes out and stabs chin dead that was oh that was fantastic yeah it, like because like chin said you know i'll kill death if it kills me and then you know of course sword sword <laughs> Right through the pond. That was awesome. Deathstalker and Evie then roll up on a cemetery, and he says they're broke and need to get into the mausoleum as it potentially has family jewels inside. So a nice little detour to get some moolah. So so Deathstalker, our hero, says it's okay to beat women sometimes, and he's a grave robber. (laughs) And somehow still more charming and guy to root for than the last Deathstalker. Yes! Because he hasn't violate, uh, you know, sexually violated three women by this point. Right. He goes. He gets ends up getting trapped inside this little mausoleum, and outside with Evie, the dead begin to rise from the grave. And yeah, thriller basically starts outside. Right. Jarek then ap- appears inside to Deathstalker, talks some shit, and then a wall of spikes begins coming at him. And Deathstalker just basically simply climbs up it to go through this hole in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, like really, uh, Jarek just helped him. Right. Like, like, thankfully, like Deathstalker isn't a complete idiot, and he was able just to climb off. He uh, climbs out the wall through the hole in the roof and jumps down enough time to fend off the zombies and escape with Evie. Which at the end, of, did you watch the bloopers during the credits? I did watch the bloopers. There during was the a credits. funny one where he he was during you couldn't see it the zombie because they had a torch they were waving at it and someone like knocked it over and dropped it and you hear him go, "Oh shit, that's really hot." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, that's fire, Deathstalker." Uh, but, so, you know, something we, we haven't mentioned yet in this movie, anytime there's, you know, we, we, we have mentioned the Deathstalker theme. That plays a lot in this movie. There's like three songs in this movie and there's nearly Deathstalker theme A, B, C. Yeah. And, and theme A is used a lot. But there's one other thing in this movie that you hear a lot of. And it's like this Deathstalker action sound. Like, you know, the first one, like you had mentioned they play it like once, like at the very be- like early in this movie, but in this one they've got a different Deathstalker sound. It's but it's like a sad, like tr- like horn. 
I don't know what the heck it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like anytime there's any kind of action, someone jumps out of a window, someone pulls out a sword, someone punches someone. Anytime there's any action at all, ever in this movie, you hear... <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah I, yeah, I know what you're talking about there. Like, like it's used so much that at the very end of the credits... That's the last sound you hear. Yeah. The, the, the song fades, and then you hear... <laughs> Again, just confirming, like, we know what we are. We know this is Deathstalker 2. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I almost wish that, like, it would just, like, show a full, like, screenshot of boobs with that sound. <laughs> that would be the perfect, like, you watched Deathstalker. Go home. Thank you for watching Deathstalker 2. The the other EB sits in a room while a midget plays the Deathstalker theme. Yes, and like the the evil EB, she says, "Don't you know any other songs?" Again, yep. it knows what it is. This is all we have the rights to, and money for. So she starts like Marty McFly disappearing. It's but it's not that good. It's no, just... it's just flicker. Uh, yeah, like like her hand doesn't fade in and out. It's just it cuts from her hand being in the shot. To not being there like, and then back again. It's like, okay, okay, now move her, remove her hand. Okay, now put it back. Now remove her hand. Yeah, it's. Yep. Um, so the pig guards, which now are just like guys in these oversized masks in this movie. These skinny guys. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not intimidating, but yeah, you're right. It is, it's, you know, the, the, before, you know, it was a big beefy guy that wore the, 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 the pig man heads. Now it's just like grips. You know, it's not it's right. not like any guy that's like built or anything. It's just like, well, we need someone to wear the pig man head. Uh, Tim, come here. You're, you're pig man for the next 20 minutes. Go, go. So they bring her a boy and they're like, dinner is served. And it cuts outside the door and he screams as smoke rushes out. And she, she raises up with blood from her chin and puts a face on her bedpost. And I don't know if it was supposed to be the face of that boy because it looked nothing <laughs> like him. It looked like... It was like an old man. Yeah, it was. And you could, you know, argue like, oh, well, she sucked the youth out of him. Like, we don't know. We, do, we don't know at all. All we see is we hear a scream. We see some smoke coming out from under the door. Her mouth is bloody. And there's this face. There's no correlation with this was this guy's face. This could be someone else's face. That she just forgot to put on the, her headboard. You know what? I wonder if they had like another scene where she did that, but they actually like revealed what it looked like, and it just didn't. There's work. a good chance. And it and it was with that old guy, and it and it just didn't work, so they cut it. But they really wanted to keep that bedpost thing, so they meshed it together with the kid, who you originally just never saw anything. Or what happened was they had this old man that was an actor. They made a cast of his face. And for whatever reason, he couldn't be there when they shot it. So they just got some kid to be in there, but they used that face yeah, to put probably, it on the yeah. headboard. Or it was just the face lying around. It was just the face. Like, we're using just, this. Make it work. Just a stock face. They had a bunch of molds and mm-hmm. like here, here's another mold that we haven't used yet. Throw it on the back of the head, throw it on the headboard. Deathstalker and Evie sit by a fire discussing what they've been through and Jarek playing for keeps. So Deathstalker gives Evie a blanket, and they share it. And she says, Stalker, is that your sword, or are you hap- just happy to see me? And then the scene ends. And that's it. They, <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, here we go. They're going to they're, they're gonna right. go to sleep. Oh, okay. She touched his dick, and the scene ends. <laughs> the next day, they come upon a crazy sign, and, and she's telling him, oh, we'll go this, just follow the mountains, it's a clear road, no surprises, and all this stuff. And then I got a good laugh. It cuts to them captured, tied up in a village full of women. Yeah, like, like I said. Captured, huh? There's no surprise. It's not just, like, jokingly played. This is, like, a full-on, like, scene that it really yeah. feels like we cut stuff out of the movie and went right to it. Like, it's not, like, it's, like, fully realized at this point, not almost not played for humor that it's almost accidental it's that abrupt and works they've established in the movie like this is what we're going to be doing in this movie we're going to say something and then it will immediately happen and then uh, the the amazon queen greets them and she recognizes evie but she tells her she is rena the seer and which desk tucker's like oh yeah her name's reno right rena the seer 
Rena the lawyer. <laughs> I wish wish he would have looked in the camera and just said, "Am I right, folks?" And so the Amazon queen says the girl uh, that Eva the girl can go, but Dustucker must stay, and they're going to put him on trial for his crimes against womanhood. Which after Dustucker yeah. won, it's like, wow, okay. It's like you know what? Yes, you're right. <laughs> if this is the same Deathstalker, he does need to be put on trial. Yeah, it's funny. Right. This movie like it realizes this stuff, and it, it's like yeah. it watched the first movie. It's like, yeah, why'd you guys do all that stuff? Well, it's, it, it's great that, you know, the first one treated women very badly. Yes. And this one, um, it doesn't nearly, nearly as much. I mean, there's still plenty of, like, nudity, I mean, but it's not they're, like... They're sexualized, but they're also, like, giving, given some substance in this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, you know, the, these whole, I don't know, village of Amazonians or mm-hmm. warrior women or, or, or whatever... They're not just there waiting for a man. Like when a ma- uh, I, I thought it was going to be like the episode of Futurama where they land on the planet of like the Amazonians and um, all the guys have to have sex with the women until they die. I thought that was going to happen in, in this scene. Yeah. But but instead it turns into a wrestling scene. Yeah. That's his trial. With, he has with to with a full on four corner. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it it is a wrestling ring. Yeah, with God the the ropes. They're clearly like nylon ropes, right? And like Deathstalker is wearing. He's just wearing. He's like wearing black tiny, underwear. Black tidy whiteies with like yeah. a couple. It's he's, like it's like a high school production loincloth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, like you know what? Uh, I'm not that great with history. I don't think nylon and cotton. Were used that predominantly. Basically, back it's basically then. like nobody wants to see his junk. Let's just do this. Yeah, for his trial, he said he has to wrestle Gorgo. a woman. Yeah, yeah. Gorgo, played by Queen Kong. Yes. Who I believe she was one of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. She was. Yes, so we have one of the... 1986 to 1990. This this movie has everything, folks. Glamazon Queen Kong. But yeah, so she's a giant woman, too. And when he goes yeah. into the ring, the Rocky theme plays. Or as much as they can play of it before copyright infringement would take place. Yeah, they play the Rocky theme, like on, I don't know, an ox horn or something. So, yeah. But she's wheeled in in a cage. Yeah, it's this enormous red-headed woman that... She's got to be... She's definitely over six feet tall. Right. Um, and I don't think she's seven feet tall. I, I don't know, six, five, six, six. You know, she's she's up there. You know, as big as she was, you know, I, I'd give her a chance. I won't yeah. lie, I'd give her a chance. Dustalker tries to leave the ring when he sees her, but he goes, they get into the fight... And she's beating the crap out of him, but Deathstalker tells Evie that he's going to use stamina to make it last. And then he ends up rounds and rounds and rounds later. And we, and we know these are they're multiple rounds because there's a ring girl. Yeah. Why is there a ring girl in a village full of women? And also, why does the ring girl have a cardboard sign That's... with numbers painted on it? And not just painted on it, but like a font. Like, like great Gatsby font on these sides. Right. What I think is fun about this movie, it's a comedy. Yeah. And Complete it's tonal not, shift. It's not like a it's not like a, a parody either. Because the first one was so close. It was almost to, parody. To, yeah, to, yeah like, it was so much of that genre, it felt like a parody. Yeah, this one is just straight comedy. But what I like about the, the two leads in it, Jeff Stalker and Evie, is... They are nothing of the sort, like, with their the lines of dialogue, their performances are, aren't even, like, trying to be a part of, like, medieval times at all. It's mm-hmm. like you took two characters or two actors from, like, a teen sex comedy of the 80s and just said, do your thing, <laughs> do your thing here, don't worry, don't worry about the sets, don't worry about the costumes, just be that guy, just that you have a sword now. You're, you're Johnny the 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 Virgin 
and the the hot girl that's dating the jock that you want to get to are right here. You guys, but you guys are now stuck in like medieval times, and go uh, with it. And, you're right. It's it's like they took characters from Porky's, right, and just put them in a sorcery movie. And there's not even an attempt at making either of them like believable with their environment. And I think that's what works quite well and it makes it fun because you're like the things don't go together and it creates plenty of humor. Deathstalker does, you know, he gets uh Gorgo pinned and the Amazon women chant to have him kill her and he refuses. He shows her mercy and then Evie confesses to him that she was a princess and isn't a very good seer. And she escaped and went for his help, but lied because she didn't think Deathstalker would believe him. And he says, I'd rather be an obscure thief than a famous fool. And then he walks away. And so the other Evie is at the castle, and she's throwing shit. Just, just randomly. Yeah. And Jarek tells her she needs to be patient in their their quest to find Evie. And he says he, he has a major breakthrough with his elixir and takes her to the chamber... He says it will sever ties to the princess forever. So there's two dudes laying on slabs. So one's a real guy and the other's like a clone. And he tests this elixir by putting it in the mouth, like having this guy that's asleep drink it. And then Evie stabs the other. Yeah, I mean, I and, guess that he gave the elixir and, to the clone. Yeah, and so I guess, you know, since they didn't disappear, it's fine. So she drinks it now. So she looks like they can just off Evie, who is searching for Deathstalker at the Amazon camp, but finds him locking lips with the queen and heading into the tent. So she storms off pissed, and in the tent, Deathstalker and the queen share wine, and she she said, the queen mentions that your body is close to me, but your mind seems far away. And she goes to undress and says, our lovemaking tonight may create leaders to come. And after that fight, and, and she's telling about they have to get up early in the morning and stuff. And Deathstalker's like, after that fight, I was looking forward to sleeping in. But tells them that they're going to have a wedding ceremony for themselves the next morning. And Deathstalker bolts. Like, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> like, oh, well, fuck this. And, uh, like, blue balls and all. He now he now goes looking for Evie. who He goes up to one lady, and I thought this, I, I laughed. She goes, I think she left a half hour ago. Yeah, like, they're... <laughs> It's so silly. Like, how do you gauge time? Do they even like, have time like that? Yeah, exactly. So like, funny. I think she left a half hour ago. She left two minutes ago, if anything. I think she left a half hour ago. I was like, oh, it's still, that dialogue's so funny. But yeah, like, it, it, like, it's night. Like, are you, is there, just, is there just someone, like, sitting around just, like, counting time? Like, like Sharice, what time is it? Uh, it's it's a half past eleven. Like okay, quarter, cool. Time quarter, for bed. Quarter after. Evie uh, was she's running off piss, gets caught in a trap by Sultana's men, and she ends up being tied up and held over a boiling cauldron. And Sultana questions her, "Where's Deathstalker?" But she doesn't need to question because he shows up and says, "Somebody looking for me?" Doesn't he say like back by popular yeah, demand goes, or something? She goes, you, uh, "Evie's like you came back." He goes, "By popular demand," which. I hope this is a reference to like the this movie being made. Yeah, it's it's another reference to it being a sequel. There's multiple ones, but that's yeah, this yeah. was so great. A big sword battle begins, and Deathstalker Sultana battle as Evie is slowly being lowered into the cauldron because the rope is burning, and Stalker ends up getting the upper hand, impaling Sultana, and then leaping across and catching Evie as she falls, and they're on the ground. They almost kiss, and then. He says, you know, I think there's a right time and place for everything. And she's like, well, the top half of you says one thing, while the bottom half knows it's the right time. This girl is thirsty. And it's like, they don't bone. They don't. She, like, any time that he saves her, she is DTF. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it like, is- it's like, it's like, uh, it's like Crash, where, you know, like... Like they have to like see like a, a, a car crash to get sexually aroused. Right. That's what it is for her. Anytime she gets saved uh, and almost dies, she is in the mood. She doesn't have PTSD. She's not you know scared to be touched by another person. She wants that dick. And man, why not? Oh man, this this Monique Gabrielle. Whoo, she's fire. Yes. Oh my gosh, mad crush on her. 
this movie. Like, I I, I want to check out the rest of her catalog. Yeah, yeah. Again, another departure from the first Deathstalker because it's a woman coming on to him instead of him forcing himself on women. Right, right. No, she's not the world's greatest actress, but that's not what we're here for. Yeah, we're, no one watches a Deathstalker movie for the acting. They, they, they watch it for, for, for tits and violence, and this has both. So congratulations, Deathstalker 2. You've made good on your promise. So Jarek is given the body of Sultana, and then he pulls some rope and a strobe light and tribal music happen, and she comes back to life. Yeah, like he doesn't even like say like any kind of like spell or pour like a potion or anything on her. It's just flashing lights and her wound heals yeah and so they begin to bone as the other evie watches and you know what else happens (laughs) again right like as soon as they start to make out so deathstalker evie come upon the castle and begin entering through some underground tunnels and they end up getting separated by uh, like a gate shutting down and stalker's confronted by guards and Jarek and he orders Deathstalker killed but Sultana stops him and like he's mine what, what I love though when uh, Sultana comes up <laughs> Death, I don't know if you noticed that, but, but Deathstalker says I thought you was dead he didn't say I thought you yeah. were dead he said I thought you was dead I had to back that up and I thought I is Deathstalker from Arkansas why does he talk like that <laughs> I thought you was dead, Sultana. Evie gets on horseback, leaving, and runs into ninja guys. And is knocked out. And they, because this is Deathstalker, they rip off her clothes and begin the rape process. Yeah, like, they, they, they're about to. They're, 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 they're positioning themselves. It's like, we finally, you know, it's, oh, we get to see her topless, nude, and but it's during icky stuff, so it's... Yeah, and that happened a lot in, I don't know if it was a lot, but more, it happened more in the first Death Stalker. And this is really the first time where we see Some a, a woman. Some sexual abuse. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the first time we see a, a woman topless where you think, ew, I don't want to watch this. Which, they ha- that happened way too much in the first one. Yeah, but the dudes are quickly shot in the back by arrows from the Amazon woman who have, they followed them to uh, the castle. So Deathstalker is then put in a pit and pendulum trap. And, of course, the Goldfinger line is a famous line. Uh, Do you expect me to talk? No, I expect you to die. Is delivered. Yeah, I can't believe that they used that. Like that That's one of the things that's kind of hack, I think. Uh, there isn't much hackness in this movie, honestly, for all the... The jokes and wisecracks that should be, you know, make you roll your eyes and think, oh, God, end this. This is really the only one where you think, like, really, you you can do better Deathstalker too. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of like, really? We went with that? Um, and it just feels like, like, the setting's perfect. Like, it, it resembles it, but it just feels mm-hmm. out of place. It's like, wait, wait, didn't want that. Yeah. I almost wish that, like, do you expect me... Uh, to talk and you know they just said like like nope and then just like walked out or i don't know <laughs> so you know something unexpected like that would right. be pretty good or something to lead us to believe they're gonna quote that and then change it up yeah it's like i it's like i expect you to if your dick cut off i don't know maybe not that i don't know but i expect your belly to be cut open and bleed yeah. to death i don't know yeah, Switch it up. The direct, the direct quote is just kind of blah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, it's quickly over as a pig guard stops the pendulum and says, oh, Princess wants to see you. And he's brought to the other Evie. And she says that the Evie he's been with is the imposter. But you know what? They bone. Yep. <laughs> they do. Which? And, uh, which? Uh, uh, hey, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you, movie. Yeah, we get to see her uh, naked, not in a uh, uncomfortable way. And most sex scenes in movies gross me out. This didn't gross me out. I wasn't like you know, like just you know, you know, waiting to play with myself or anything like that when I watched it. But you know, that's the goal of it. You know, it, it's uh, it's just to show uh, her naked, and it was good. 
It's it's pretty good. She's a very good looking woman. She is a very good looking woman. Up and down. It's it it didn't feel creepy. So a lot of boob action, which is awesome. And um yeah, it's really good. Well when she starts growling and then she's like, And now you're mine, stalker. And she's about to do something but gets clonked on the head by the real the real Evie and she brings him his sword and he's kinda like, uh <laughs> yeah like, how'd so... you get here she's like i know all the secret passages he's like why couldn't like he's like can you let me finish um <laughs> <laughs> he does everything but say that but uh so yeah. they take a secret passageway and they're confronted by Jarek and sultana and the guards but the amazon women arrive and even up the odds and this battle begins with random lightning crashing down. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, where the hell is this lightning coming from? You would think that uh be coming from Jarek, but there's no indication that it's from him mm-hmm. at all. It, like, f- as far as we can tell, isn't the only magical thing that he's done is, like, the clone stuff? He, I don't he's think like he does... science. That's his magic. Yeah, he's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He's a much different bad guy than last time. Yeah, He's like got, the like, last... nothing special about his look. Yeah, like the first He's evil a... sorcerer was just kind of a out of shape guy, and this this new guy is actually a bit more intimidating. Yeah, he um, looks he, like see... he looks like the eighth guy who read for Deathstalker, and they're like, "Yeah, you want you stick around? We might have something for you." <laughs> yeah, like you're a little too old to play Deathstalker, but we think. We... We got some ideas for you because you look kind of evil. I mean, you're not too evil, but you're evil enough. Yes. You could work. During the battle, Sultana just sits there, like, you notice she's just sitting there bored, hanging against the wall, and then just yeah. leaves. She yeah. Walks off. It's like, well, what was the point of bringing her back? I don't. It was pointless. Like, pretty much. The, 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 like, to stop them from killing Deathstalker when he uh, first got caught. I guess because they're gonna guess. kill him, and then she's like, "No, he's he's mine." Well, but they could have what they could have done is just have the evil Evie uh, just come up and say like, "No, I want to play with my food first or something like that. Right? Yeah, they. You really, know, she really takes away from a lot of what the other Evie could have done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could have gone right from you know him like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill him," to her taking him up to the bedroom because she was going to kill him anyway. Apparently, I mean, I guess she was gonna suck the soul out of him or whatever the hell happened earlier in the movie, and right. that would have been fine. It would have been better. Would have made more sense. The other Evie, though, um, she just wanders out in the battlefield, like, yelling at Jarek what's going on, and he <laughs> scolds her, taking her outside, and tells her to go to her chambers, and Deathstalker and Evie enter, and Evie wanders around looking for the other Evie, and there's this little cat-and-mouse scene, and she finds her, and then throws her knife at her, the clone Evie, killing her, and she, she falls down, it's like, You bitch! And then disappeared. Yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it was just and like a a, that... a minute of like Scooby Doo hallway stuff. And it's almost it's a point of confusion for me with that. I was like, now was that was that a shitty delivery or were they trying a joke there that just kind of fell flat? I think they were trying a joke. Yeah, Dustucker confronts Jarek, and there's a sword fight with weird cartoon noises thrown in. <laughs> Yeah, but the, I think the fight scene is pretty good, except yeah. like there's like, isn't there like a like a what? yeah yeah yeah. It's like these. Mm-hmm. It's like what? No. It's super strange. Like like anytime they swing the sword, I think that's when that goofball sound happens. Yeah, it's it's just a swinging, and it's just like ugh. It sounds it like sucks it's from like some eight bit game. Yeah, and it sucks because it's actually I think a pretty good fight. Yeah, honestly, it's not bad. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> There is one part where Deathstalker is running from Jarek, 
and there's like this throne and he like pushes it over and it looks like this throne that's made of gold and then he knocks it over. It's clearly made of balsa wood. It's right. just so light. Like, you could lift it with one hand. It looks like absolute garbage. Right. But other than that, it's a pretty good pretty good fight scene overall. Yeah, they apparently rehearsed it for, like, two weeks. Oh, really? It looks yeah. good. It, it, it's, uh, it's well choreographed, but it doesn't feel like it's, like, it's, a dance number, like how some fight scenes kind of are it's now. It's not tight. And so it's still pretty yeah. loose, mm-hmm. and it's and mm-hmm. it's not like a like masterpiece choreography. It just works for what they're going for. Yeah. During the fight, Deathstalker loses his sword, and Jared Jarek pins him to a wall. But Deathstalker claps onto the blade and <laughs> gets it, and he forces it to jab into the wall, punches the blade, breaking it, and then he takes the cut off end and attached to the hilt and jabs it into Jarek's neck, killing him. It was badass. It's pretty awesome. Like, like it's badass enough just to punch a sword and break it with your fist, but then to jam it into the bad guy's head. Damn. It's much better than the demise of the last guy. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Like, yeah, the whole final fight is much better than the fight from the first one. Right. Absolutely. After that killing, uh, the village is celebrating the end with uh, Princess Evie dressed in this uh, nice white outfit. And Deathstalker and standing next to the Amazon Queen, and she laughs as Gorgo gives him a thumbs up. Yeah, I felt like Gorgo was gonna like blow him a kiss or wink at him or something like that, implying like you and me later. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, at the ceremony, Evie has uh, Deathstalker come forward, and as an appreciation for his deeds, he gets to marry her. Which hey, I think that's a good prize. Yeah, that was absolutely like. Wait, she said something like. We look for riches all across the land, and I'm it, or something yeah. like that. She, you know, but it was basically her saying, "You get to ball me. Yeah, that's your reward." Even though at any point in the movie, he could have just <laughs> they could have humped, and for all we know, they did. Well, you know, he got a test run with her clone. <laughs> He's like, you know what, fits pretty well. I accept, princess. And, and Deathstalker tosses her crystal ball, and then she says, like. We won't be needing this anymore. So you really think our story's gonna make it into the legends? Oh, more than that. A thousand years from now, players will reenact all our exploits. Really? Well, I sure hope they get a good-looking guy to play me. And then, like, the movie's over. Yeah, the door closes, and it says the end, and then the end credits have those, like, profile shots that freeze frame, which I like, and, mm-hmm. um, and then it has bloopers. Also, uh, I don't know if uh, you paid attention to some of the, the, the credits here. Property master for Deathstalker 2, Larry King. <laughs> yeah, I saw Larry King. I was like, that's not the same Larry King. I know it's not the same Larry yeah. King. It's just, I just love the idea of Larry King walking around like in a loincloth wearing suspenders, just helping the movie out. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, just like walking around with props, like, all right, here's your club, here's your sword, here's your nipple covers, all right, I'll be in the back interviewing Boutros, Boutros, Gali, if anyone needs me. Yeah, it's, uh, or it's like that guy had to grow up, no, 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 I'm Deathstalker 2, Larry King. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he was a clone of uh, Larry oh, King. this is true. It could be like the the one on the set could have been evil Larry King, and he was just trying to just to hump everyone, and he had lots of hairspray, and he had flowing pink gowns or capes. I don't know what you'd call what evil Evie wore, but it was it was sheer and it was pink. Right. So, Death Soccer Two, a a massive departure from the first film. The only thing they could have done more is to be to set it in modern times. Yes, they could have. Um, they could have Beastmaster tooted. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't treat me like this. I'm a princess. Now comes the point in our episode where we rate the film. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep our ratings nice and culty. Our options are to stay with your family. You have been given a quest by Rena the Seer, but you say no thanks. You'll uh, rather be the obscure thief than a famous fool. Converted means you'll take on the adventure, go with Evie. 
and drinking the Kool-Aid. You are down to go with Evil Evie and take whatever face bedpost thing she gives to you. So, Cullen, how do you rate Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans? Well, uh, there are vast improvements uh, in this one over the first one, like we've mentioned. Uh, Women don't feel victimized in this movie, which is awesome. There's still plenty of nudity in this movie, which is awesome. There's only just that really only that one time I could think of. Well, I guess two times, you know, with uh, with Evie uh, being victimized. But they end real quick. And heck, one of them is even with other women stopping the violence, which is freaking great. <laughs> you know, even, you know, Deathstalker gets his come up and, you know, for treating women so poorly. That's freaking, that's absolutely fantastic. It, the movie knows what it is. The, the fight scenes are, are really good. There's some things in the movie that, <laughs> like the, the final scene uh, between the, the Amazonian women and Jarek's men, a lot of that is like the footage from the first final fight from the first movie. So this movie is not perfect, but it, it knows what it is and short which is awesome it's really short it's really short uh the movie so it, it moves there's no dead weight in this thing very little dead weight in this thing so i say that i drink the kool-aid on death stalker 2 so uh, brandon what do you think of death stalker 2 why do you rate it it's actually two minutes shorter than the first death stalker and the, the first death stalker is an extremely short movie as well death stalker 2 I like I like this movie because Deathstalker two and I are you know we're we're enjoying it together and you know the movie says you know what that first movie was ridiculous so let's just dick around here with the sequel I don't know how like no one must have paid attention to what Wynorski was doing and they came back with this like <laughs> I mean I I haven't seen Deathstalker three or four but I highly doubt they go this route. It's a fun. It's a movie that's a, a lot of fun, and you know I watched it twice in preparation for this, and I was noticing uh, different new things after having seen it already. Before I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I get that, I get that, and like I said, this is just a comedy. It's not parody. It's not like some little like situational thing. It's just it's comedy. It's a it's a medieval comedy, a sword and sorcery comedy. That's pretty much what it is the whole way. I, I like the leads in it. Uh, Monique Gabrielle. Whew. Yeah, stunning. Yeah, I I'm also gonna drink the Kool Aid on Deathstalker too. It's a very fun. It's a very fun movie. Still ready for that demonstration? Spoken like a true gallant, and soon to be a legend, but not a living one. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Trancers from 1984. This marks the return of Tim Thomerson to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for the first time since Johnny Lyle's favorite episode, Rhinestone. And it's also our first Charles Band Full Moon Features film. Yeah, I'm surprised it's taken us a year to get the Full Moon movies, honestly. I'm surprised too, but we're finally hitting it. And joining us for discussion will be from Flicks for Fans and Why So Blue, which I think I might have heard of that website before. Uh, Jason Coleman's coming on, someone who has been dying to come on this show. And we're happy to have him. Well, I think transfers might be good, but I think he may have joined us a movie too late. I mean, Deathstalker <laughs> 2. Come on. It's awesome. Tough act to follow. Our episode has come to an end. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. We always appreciate it going into the second year. It's awesome. And um, we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer for Trancers, the trailer that actually trails. I'm Jack Death. I'm a trooper in the 23rd century. Jack Death, Angel City PD. May I see your stats? What did I do? Under Section 7 of the Penal Code, the Council authorized me to administer you a transfer suspect examination. You can't give me a TSE without a warrant. I got your warrant right here now. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want any trouble. Hold out your... My job is hunting transfers. I got nothing to hide. Finding them. Negative. And singeing them. Look out! Of course, sometimes they find me first. Then it's a little more complicated. I 
do you know Whisper's location? We monitored a line disruption in Los Angeles, December 1985. Van Zant, Ash and I all had ancestors in the city then. If you think I'm bringing that scum up the line, you got the wrong trooper. Unless you stop Whistler, everything the Council has accomplished for the last 40 years will count for nothing. Okay, let's say I believe this. You're a cop from the future, and you're chasing this guy, Piper. Whistler. Why doesn't he just turn you into one of these zombies, or me? Trancing only works on squids, people with weak minds, easily controlled. Lena, I'm from another time, another world. I don't even know what you people eat for lunch. Okay, I got fried rice, egg rolls, and beef chow mein. Beef? You mean like from a cow? I thought it was rough in the 23rd century. I didn't know how hot it could get. Jack? How's my tan? It was getting hotter all the time. Jack? I guess I just attract a certain element no matter what century I'm in. This way, mister! Anyway, I gotta run now. I wanna ride with the lady. Over here, Ashby! Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the Creative Zombie Studios Network and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. You can find more of my work on whysoblue.com. My Twitter handle is at BTPeters. Our producer is Brad Shoemaker, podcast edited by Brandon, theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf, found on the freemusicarchive.org website. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio, and no infringement is intended. Please join us again in two weeks for our next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Wow, 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 wow.